Welcome to the TPS5 for the week of November 20th. TPS5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from Medical Marketing and Media and is entitled Messaging the COVID-19 Vaccine. No shot is an antidote to community concerns. After a promising week of COVID vaccine development, health systems across the country are now starting to discuss how best to communicate about vaccines to their employees and communities. Dr. Anthony Fauci and the CDC are both in agreement that the expectation of vaccine availability could begin by the end of this year, but caution that the vaccines that become available to the wider population won't occur until next April. That is, for all of those who want to be vaccinated. Even with a reported efficacy rate of over 90% for all vaccines, there's likely to be a substantial amount of vaccine hesitancy among individuals in the U.S. Studies have shown that 20 to 30% of Americans say they may not get a COVID vaccine ever. That figure doubles among minority populations, which have been disproportionately hit by the disease. It's one thing to have a supply of vaccines on hand, but it's quite another to stimulate broad societal demand for it. Bridging the gap between the two is the job vaccination planners need to concern themselves with right now. We can't just assume that if we build the vaccine, the patients will come. Monica Soch-Spana, PhD, Senior Scholar of Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, reported on this earlier this year in a report, and she shares her perspective throughout this article. As the country gears up for the tricky task of rolling out a COVID-19 vaccine, community concerns over safety and affordability need to be eased, racial tensions diffused, and the public discourse changed from the current biomedical mode of discussing vaccination to a more civic conversation, she said. And in addition to the biotech and logistics challenges, there's a wide range of reasons why people may be unable or unwilling to get vaccinated. Issues of safety drive people's willingness to accept vaccination. With Operation Warp Speed, the public had been inadvertently primed to worry that there's corner cutting or a rush to get something out. Other issues can also include historical trauma and systemic bias within the health sector, which is seen among communities of color, particularly Black Americans. Others are wondering if this is another health benefit that they can't access, even though it may actually, as we hear, be provided at no cost. And lastly, there's an issue of convenience. Some may not be able to take off time and lose income in order to get vaccinated, having to choose between physical health or economic well-being, both for themselves and for their families. Part of the messaging that can be adopted includes positioning vaccines as a powerful route to get back to those activities that we all enjoy and miss terribly, hugging grandchildren, going to weddings and graduations, If healthcare professionals talk about social, economic, and psychological gains that come with vaccination, including equity gains as well, the potential to have more people interested in potential vaccinations is promising. Since this plays a role in reducing economic hardships, then there is an opportunity to also be talking about that more strongly and de-emphasizing the epidemiological, clinical, or immunological benefits of vaccinations. There should be a more dedicated effort to understand how people think about vaccines, what's holding them back, and what would make it easier for them to get them. For instance, organizations should be testing right now particular vaccination messages that would serve as anecdotes to concerns about perceived rush, 
and the production of COVID-19 vaccines. That communication strategy hinges on coordination as well as the communication sciences and includes timely testing of messages that speak to people's concerns. And instead of adopting a top-down approach, healthcare organizations should recognize that communities also need to feel ownership over the vaccination efforts. Advisory boards should be developed at the state level and even in larger cities, and these should be created to support vaccinating communication and delivery. These should be composed of community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, and also local businesses to provide help to understand, monitor, and even report on the community perception of the vaccine and ways to address their concerns in almost real time. Ultimately, the goal here is to understand and address the concerns and needs of each community that might prevent vaccine hesitancy. But it should also develop a partnership between healthcare organizations, community-based advocates, and public health experts so that the whole of the community feels invested. Now, you can read more of this interesting interview in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. From Healthcare IT News, their article, Most Clinicians Can't Access Telehealth Directly from EHRs, indicates that although most providers say telehealth is positively influencing clinical outcomes, many say challenges remain, from workflow to reimbursement rates. Health Tech Magazine speculates what will senior care residencies of the future look like. Forward-thinking construction and a strategic redesign of current spaces that will ensure residents and staff are ready for what's next is part of that picture. Wired Magazine featured an in-depth article on why contact tracing apps haven't slowed COVID-19 in the United States. This really stems from a lack of coordination, test shortages, and a mistrust of technology. All those combined together have hobbled what looks like a promising innovation that works in other countries. And lastly, be sure to listen to the most recent Data Point podcast entitled Online Patient Communities Grow Up. In it, hosts Greg Matthews and guests Brian Lowe, CEO of Inspire, talk about what it takes to keep an online patient community thriving for over 15 years and how Inspire has become an invaluable resource for patients to channel their efforts into advancing science. You can find all the links to these articles in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. As we enter into the Thanksgiving week, I want to ensure everyone stays safe, is positive, has a great week, and be sure to mask up. And we'll see you next week.